Hello, and welcome to this week's episode of the Disney Dining Show. I'm Craig Williams, and I'll be taking you on a culinary journey around Walt Disney World. Before we get started, I want to remind you this is brought to you by Dreams Unlimited Travel. If you like our content and you want to support us, please consider booking your next vacation through Dreams Unlimited Travel. Remember, it costs you no extra money, and you get the help of an amazing Dreams Unlimited Travel agent. So head over to dreamsunlimitedtravel.com today for a free no-obligation quote. I hope that everyone is having a great week. I know that I am having a fantastic week, and I cannot wait to share with you new Disney dining reviews from Walt Disney World. And we actually have one, yes, one new story to talk about as well, too. And this is an exciting one. It's nothing, I shouldn't say it's anything new and major, but it is an update that I think we've been waiting for. So you might remember long, long, long time ago, Disney did announce that there would be an indoor table service dining location coming to Toy Story Land at Disney's Hollywood Studios. It's going to be called the Rodeo Roundup Barbecue. And yeah, they got started on it pretty quickly. You know, they cleared the space and there's this big cement box that is just just after you enter Toy Story Land. And then everything seemingly came to a halt with it. And the pandemic obviously didn't help anything now. But we finally know that it will open in 2022. That is the big news. We don't have an exact date. So that could be tomorrow. It's not going to be tomorrow. It could be December 31st. It can be any time in 2022. But they are saying it's actually going to happen in 2022. And that's the only details really with it because everything else was to announce also a brand new gift shop, a merchandise location inside Toy Story Land called Jesse's Trading Post. But this is the Disney Dining Show. We're not going over that. So if you want to read more about that, you can always head over to wdwinfo.com. And then there's lots of great stories over there. But we need to get to our first dining review. The first one of the week comes courtesy of none other than yours truly. And this is a bit of a mixed review. I went to Disney's Animal Kingdom to try out Pizza Fari. I, it, it was a rough day. I truly did not know what I needed to get for a review. And I was in Animal Kingdom and I just, I was not making choices. So I settled on Pizza Fari just because of the ease of it. Turns out it wasn't that easy, and it was a long wait for the food I got, and, well, I didn't get pizza. So that's all I'm going to use to preface this and set this up. Let's go ahead and give the review a listen. Now, today I am eating in a place I didn't think I was going to eat at any time soon. Hopefully, you know, this is always, like, the one thing that I have in my back pocket that I'm like, hopefully I never have to come here. And if it is, it's like years in between the current visit and the last visit. And that's the case with this one. I don't remember the last time I've eaten at Pizza Fari here in Disney's Animal Kingdom. And yeah, I just felt like it was the right time to actually come and do this today. And uh, really though, I wanted to eat at Harambe Market, but I didn't look at the hours and realized that it closed at 3.15, so that's why I got stuck at Pizza Fari. But uh, the one, the good news about it is that I I don't want pizza, obviously. I mean, I, I don't want their pizza at all. 
or even a little bit. I won't I won't even review it. I'm not I'm not gonna be that nice with it. But I was scrolling through the menu and I did see that they had a chicken parmesan sandwich on the menu that I'm like, okay, that could be interesting. I can give that a try. And you know, ultimately Pizza Fari is essentially the pizza rizzo of Disney's Animal Kingdom and you know, I I'm fifty fifty on the Pizza Rizzo pizza. It's not the worst thing ever. It's not the best. Uh, but I really enjoyed their sandwich that they had on the menu, which was the meatball sub. And so I'm like, okay, well, clearly these pizza places can do at least one thing right. Maybe it's a sandwich. And that's ultimately why I went with this chicken parmesan sandwich. So it is $10.99, and it is a piece of fried chicken that's then smothered in marinara and provolone and served on a ciabatta roll. And unfortunately, the only side that it comes with is a Caesar salad which looks just as sad and pathetic as the ones over at Pizza Rizzo. But I will say those are prepackaged in a cup, whereas this is placed in a bowl. And actually, you know, the it, it looks at least like it's actually wet with dressing um, better than being completely dry. But the two croutons on top are really cracking me up. Like, didn't want to break the bank on croutons, apparently, so let's only stick to two. But... Yeah, that's the only side option. And then the even worse part of all this is I went all around the restaurant trying to find any extra condiments. But because they like, I guess because they only have pizza, there wasn't anything. So I was able to get silverware, but I wasn't able to find crushed red pepper. I wasn't able to find extra Parmesan, even though at this point in time, we already know that the, the little packets of sprinkled cheese that Disney gives out are gross anyways and sometimes make it worse. But... I would have appreciated at least having the option for the uh, crushed red peppers because usually that makes everything a little bit better. But uh, I'm actually impressed by the chicken parmesan sandwich. Just holding it, uh, the ciabatta is, you know, it doesn't have any crunch really to it at all, just on the outside edges, but uh, it's a nice soft piece of bread. And so it looks extremely fresh. It feels extremely fresh. And the chicken looks like a cheap frozen uh, fried chicken patty but you know what this still has potential if the the sauce works well with it and the cheese works then it could end up being good so go ahead and finally dig in on this i took a couple bites right away to try to get a better idea of what i was feeling about this sandwich before i'd start talking and it's not bad per se. I mean, there are some people who would probably sit here and say, this is the grossest thing ever, but that's not me. Uh, it's truly not the worst. Uh, the bread is the standout part of this just because of just how warm and, and soft it is. The bread's really nice. The chicken itself is pretty much flavorless, and it's also like, it's so close to the same texture as the bread, too, that it just, I, I don't know. I don't, I don't, I wouldn't want a chewy piece of chicken. I wouldn't uh, maybe just a little bit more crunch or something with it. I, I'm not quite sure what, but it just like blends in. It's like, am I eating bread or am I eating chicken? I'm not quite sure. Uh, marinara sauce is the same one. I think they use stock over at Pizza Rizzo too. So it is, uh, you know, it's not terrible at, at all. Um, it's actually providing most of the flavor for this sandwich. So I'm glad that I actually like it a little bit. Uh, and then the cheese, you know, it's nice and melted completely. And I think it also adds to the overall flavor of it, but uh, really it's it's the sauce doing the heavy lifting. And if I was able to add red pepper flakes on this too, well, 
that would be a uh, game changer for this. So I've got, you know, I, I cut mine in half, so I still have a little bit more of this to eat. So let me take a couple more bites and see how I'm feeling. As I was finishing the last little bit of my first half, I made the decision to actually pull the chicken off the bread so that way I could just see how it was on its own. And I, I will say there was a little bit of seasoning to it in terms of like uh, like a, a salty flavor that was going with it, but uh, it, it's not good. I mean, this is like school cafeteria chicken sandwich in terms of the actual chicken that's being used for it. So not very good. Uh, it, it reminds me a lot of like how some of the cheaper chicken sandwiches were at fast food restaurants before the great, uh, the great revolution of all of the fresher, better quality chicken sandwiches. And uh, that's, that's not a good thing. Uh, it, the very least it should stick up to like fast food standards, not, not cafeteria standards, but yeah, I, it's, it's still not bad. Luckily, luckily everything else is kind of saving it, but it's not the best. And with that, I'm going to move on to my wet Caesar salad with two croutons. I, I don't know how I'm going to eat them. And the hilarious part is I thought that a third crouton fell off of the bowl and they, I really was giving them a hard time for nothing. But the more I started looking at it and then once I poked it, I realized it's a piece of sausage from the one sausage pizza that they have here. So definitely only two croutons. Really, really sad, but maybe this will be okay. The salad isn't nearly as bad as I was expecting it to be. Uh, you know, the greener parts of the romaine were definitely where it's a lot thinner. Those were soggy and wet, uh, but the, the towards the stem of the romaine, those were a lot, uh, it was a lot crispier and definitely felt fresh in the dressing. You know, it's a cheap Caesar dressing, so nothing to write home about, but at least at least there was enough on the salad to actually taste it. And uh, the one crouton I had, I already ate one of them. It was nice. I would have liked a lot more in here. But more than anything, some cheese would have helped this out a lot. <laughs> just, just a little bit. You have it. You have it. This is an Italian restaurant. Give it or I shouldn't offend Italians with that. It's a place that serves pizza and chicken parm sandwiches, so at the very least, throw a little cheese on it. But yeah, it's not it's not the worst. But okay, with that, I'm gonna finish up my sandwich and my salad, and I will fill you in on how I feel when I'm all finished. I am just about to finish the sandwich, so let's wrap this up. Again, the chicken parmesan sandwich from Pizza Fari. And it is a piece of chicken, marinara, fried chicken, marinara, provolone cheese on a ciabatta roll served with a side Caesar salad. And you know what? It wasn't, it wasn't awful. And I, I'm not completely disappointed in it, but would I get this again? Absolutely not. This was a complete one and done for me. And you know, I'm not, I'm not upset that I tried it, but it was not, it didn't rise to the level. The ciabatta makes you think that maybe it's going to be a little bit better than it is, but it's not enough. I mean, as, as I've already said in this, you take, you take the ciabatta out of the mixture, out of the equation, put this on like a regular roll. This all of a sudden is, uh, this is a fast food chicken sandwich. This is a bad fast food chicken sandwich. Uh, 
a, a cafeteria sandwich, but the ciabatta tries to elevate it and just doesn't doesn't do enough to actually help it. And yeah, you know, I it just it's one of those things at Disney's Animal Kingdom. There are so many good places to eat: Flame Tree Barbecue, Satuli Canteen, uh, Harambe Market. Even there, it's just the list goes on and on and on and on. So. You either have to really be with a picky eater who just really wants to, pe- to have pizza or they truly don't want anything else. Everything else is way too busy to get to. Like, there has to be so many circumstances to drive you to Pizza Fari. And if you end up here, I don't think this is a terrible choice. But ultimately, if you know what you're missing at the other restaurants around the park, you're going to be upset with it. So... You know, try it if you're you're stuck eating here because someone in your party really wants to eat here. But I would say let them eat here and then you go and eat after. That's probably the best method. But I, you know, if you're stuck here, try the chicken sandwich. Why not? That's always a glowing recommendation. Why not? Best one I've ever heard myself. But my feelings didn't change on the chicken sandwich. It was good, not great. And it was fine for what it was in that moment. But I will not be returning at any point soon for that sandwich. And, well, we're going to just move on to the next dining review with that. And the next one comes courtesy of Haley and Fiasco. That's right. I'm putting Haley's name first for a for a change. Haley and Fiasco. Or Fiasco and Haley. Either way, they're both a part of this next dining review. They went to the boathouse uh, at Disney Springs, something I've been getting a lot of requests for, uh, specifically for me to go try uh, for multiple reasons. A, the burger, because, you know, I'm, I'm on my quest to find the best burger at Walt Disney World. I, I shot down the Steakhouse 71 burger. I really love the one from Three Bridges at Coronado. Uh, but everyone's telling me to go to the boathouse and get that burger, which I do think I've had once before, but I can't remember it. So... Uh, that's never a good thing. But uh, also, I'm a little bit harsh in terms of most of the food at Boathouse. I think it's a little overpriced and not really my style. So I've never had a lot of kind things to say about it. And uh, apparently people think I'm wrong with it. So I do need to go over and give it a shot at some point. But today, it's all Fiasco and Haley. And I don't know what they got. So we're just going to have to go ahead and give this one a listen. seated for our reservation, our 345 reservation, so it's basically dinner, but it's still considered lunch. Um, I have been on the record multiple times on uh, the DBC shows and stuff like that, and dining shows, talking about the fried clam strips and how they're the best ones you can get in Florida, because like clam strips have been pretty much the hardest thing for me to find since being a local. But this place has the best fried clam strips. Uh, they're not always here, but when they are, I need to grab them. So if they're here, you know what I'm getting. So first up, I want to mention something that I've been pretty bad about in the past. And that's talking about the complimentary bread service at restaurants. We always kind of ignore that. I'm going to I'm gonna stop doing that if I can help it. Um, especially here at the boat, the, the boathouse, because the complimentary bread service here is amazing. The fluffy, fluffy dinner rolls covered in that sweet honey drizzle is so yummy. It allows us to skip an appetizer and save a few bucks. Boathouse, if you're watching this, block your ears because we don't want you to charge for your rolls. They're really good, but please keep them complimentary. On on another note, um, they actually are out of the fried clam strips. 
because it is something that comes and goes. Once they're out, they're out, and they gotta wait for the next shipment to arrive. So because of that, I will be trying something new. Back with that in just a moment. All right, so we are sitting down now. I have just finished, well, almost finished, not really almost finished. I'm going to pack a lot of this to go. But I just finished my meal at the boathouse. I got the Yacht Club. And you're thinking, why, Haley? Why would you get a turkey sandwich at, you know, a seafood restaurant, right? Well, let me tell you, this is the best turkey sandwich I have ever had ever, like ever. And it's incredible, and it's so funny that it so happened to be at the boathouse. And I get it every single time. And what comes in this turkey sandwich, the Yacht Club, is roasted turkey breast, cucumber, bacon, lettuce, tomato, avocado, chipotle, chipotle, honey mayo, Swiss cheese, and it's on multigrain bread. And that is going to cost you $19, 18.5 to be exact. And what I like to do is I like to substitute a little bit of what's in the sandwich. So I take away the Swiss cheese and I take and I, uh, I substitute for cheddar. And then I take away the cucumber because I just don't like the texture. But to each their own. Some people love it. Some people hate it. But other than that, I think it's so good. I said bacon. Yes, there is bacon. And the best thing about it is the bacon is like extra crispy and it's like slightly caramelized. I love it. I highly recommend this. I know it's I know it's strange to get a turkey sandwich at a seafood restaurant, but it really it really is that good and it's refreshing and delicious and it comes with the most like delicious seasoned fries ever that I did split with Corey. Um, and I also got a side of the mac and cheese and a, that was to make up for it. That's obviously that's obviously all mine. And when I say a side of mac and cheese, you want to pan down. Can someone explain? Can someone explain to me that why that's a very big side? And I'm not disappointed about it because I'm really excited to bring it home and eat it later. So yeah, that is going to cost you, the mac and cheese is going to cost you $12. So it is a little bit on the pricey side, but they do not, yeah, they are very generous with their portions. And keep that in mind when you are coming here. If you're thinking, hey, I don't really want to like pack a lot of food up, definitely um, look at pictures of your food and see if it's going to be a massive side like this. I just want to bring up that our service was really, really good. It usually is every single time. I don't think I've ever had bad service here. So yeah, big thumbs up for me. Alright, so like I mentioned, no fried clam strips. My favorite is absent today because they're just gone, because they're popular. Everybody wants them. They're so good. Um, and let me just say again, since moving to Florida, uh, the hardest thing for me to find has not been pizza, has not really been sandwiches, it's been fried clam strips. And this is the best place for them when they have them. But they didn't. So today I got the coconut shrimp. Haley already mentioned with her mac and cheese, the portion size was huge. This was not huge. Uh, very small portion size, but it kind of was what I was expecting. Usually when you order coconut shrimp, it's more of like an appetizer type dish. Um, so it, still though, there was about seven, eight uh, shrimp in there and it was so good with the, the sweet glaze, the sweet chili glaze on that too. They had hot or rather warm, grilled pineapple in there as well. I loved it. Do I wish I had my fried clam strips? Yes, I I wish that these were my fried clam strips, but this is a good second best. Um, Haley also mentioned the, the service. I'm going to echo that as well. Uh, our water glasses refuse to stay empty, and it's not because we've been filling it up. 
It's because every time anybody walks by and sees that our water could use some topping off, it gets topped off in a heartbeat. Um, it's like an endless, an endless water glass. It just like Alice in Wonderland, it just always fills itself back up. On top of that, we are sitting inside right now. You can also sit, there's plenty of outdoor seating. And honestly, like normally, that's where I would lean to is to sitting outdoors. You have a beautiful view of the water and the Ampa cars swimming on by and looking at Saratoga Springs across, across the way. Um, but for the sake of making a video, it is kind of windy today. So to avoid that completely, indoors wins out. Um, also, if you pan over to my left, there's live music in here often. Nobody's playing right now, but you can see the piano set up, and oftentimes it's around dinner that you get that live music. So I'm pretty sure in the next hour here, we'll be gone by then, but in the next hour here, we'll get some live music going on. Again, we'll be gone, but if you're here at dinner time, uh, 5 p.m. past, you'll probably get some live entertainment. But all in all, I love this place. Like I mentioned, but the last time we did a video here was four years ago, and I wasn't even working for the company then. Uh, I believe it was like Steve Porter, Sean Falk, Pete. And I remember it was funny enough, that was one of like the videos that like really got me want to do dining, dining reviews and like start to make dining content. I remember watching that video and be like, I want to do that. And then I started doing it. And it's funny because now I'm here now. Pretty funny. But um, we love this place. Haley and I, we love this place. We come here all the time. We just never put it on camera because this is kind of just one of our date night spots. I'm glad to hear that they had a great time and that they always enjoy their time at the boathouse. And I really do need to get over there at some point soon and try it again because it has been a couple years. I've gotten drinks there pretty recently, but not actually eaten. And uh, I will say the one great memory I have of this place is not even sure if they still have it on the menu but they when they first opened they had the giant tomahawk ribeye for two that was a hundred something dollars it was ridiculously large and just so massive and there was one night that i was out late at disney springs with Corey martin and you know we we needed some sustenance for everything that we were doing that night and so we went to boathouse and sat down and ordered that steak and devoured it between the two of us to the point that we thought we were getting a second one and yeah i'll always cherish that memory for sure but i need to go back try the burger try try some stuff and see see if i've just been a little harsh on it in in general but we are going to move on to our final dining review for this week's episode and this one is a table service dining review courtesy of pete drake sean and myself we went to boma uh, you know, it's been open for quite a bit of time, so uh, we finally got around to trying it now that it has reopened. And yeah, I'm not going to lie. This one this one was a tough one. I'll talk a little bit more afterwards uh, with more of my thoughts and feelings on it, but I don't want to speak for anyone else. So let's go ahead and give it a listen. Uh, it's been a hot minute since I've been in this restaurant. And uh, always one of my favorites, and uh, wanted to see what I would think of it now that it has reopened. Uh, joined uh, this week by my good friends Craig Williams, who is holding the camera right now, uh, from Moving to Orlando.com, Sean Falk, and also from Moving to Orlando, Mr. Drake Shadwell. So, 
Do you want the Reader's Digest version first, people? This was not the BOMA that I remember. $49.99 per person for adults, $29.99 for kids. Um, and I'm back, I'm trying to be good and get my diet under control, so I'm back to doing a low-carb diet. So I stayed mostly focused on the meats. Subpar, substandard, poorly prepared, low quality. Um, how hard is it to season chicken? Um, the strip loin. Uh, the strip loin managed to be ridiculously fatty and dry at the same time. If you did not put you, the one meat that was very good were the ribs. I'll say that. The ribs were great. But when you come to Boma, you expect food to be spiced. You expect the food to have flavors. African cuisine, known for its bold, inventive flavors. None of that was on display here. If you wanted bold flavor, you had to put a sauce on things. There was a, uh, what was that sauce called? For the, the Boma mustard for the strip one, which was a mustard teriyaki sauce, which I only had a little bit of, but it basically covers the flavor of the strip loin. Uh, tamarind barbecue sauce for the chicken basically provides any flavor that chicken's going to have. The ribs, like I said, ribs were wonderful. Well prepared. Is the only thing I ate here. I took a taste of some other stuff. The corn chowder was really good. Uh, but I got to be honest, I am so disappointed. This is not what Bomi used to be. But the other thing that really bothers me is that it's a full buffet, all right? And there's not a cast member serving you food. And there are all these utensils that people are touching to fill up their plate. Any semblance, any semblance of safety is out the window. Restaurant was full. Of course, you're sitting in this restaurant with, you know, people are eating so they don't have their masks on. You have a lot of food here that is finger food that you pick up with your hands, especially the ribs. But you have to touch utensils. And then if you don't remember to sanitize before you eat, you get, you get the idea. There's no reason they cannot have cast members up here serving the way they do in other places, the way they do on Disney Cruise Line. There's no reason for it. There was something refreshing at first glance to the fact that, oh, wow, it's a buffet again, and you can go help yourself. But then in practice... It just felt irresponsible. So, you know, I'm really hoping I didn't get a side of COVID with my uh, 
my uh, unseasoned meat. Hey everybody, it's Drake. Good to see you. I didn't know what to expect. I've never been to Boma before, so this is my first time experiencing the buffet. I was surprised that they brought the buffet back so soon, especially like Pete mentioned, where we were using the utensils. But moving past that, going to the actual food, best word I can describe it is lackluster. I didn't find anything to be a standout except a small little dish that's like cottage cheese with a braised pineapple. I liked that. I liked the sweetness of it. It stood out to me. Everything else, I felt like I kept going back for a dish. You know, I I wanted to find a dish that stood out that made me want to come back for more. And there wasn't really anything that made me be happy that it was a buffet, that I could just keep going back and back and back and back and back. The ribs were okay. Um, The strip loin, that's something to be desired. I didn't try the chicken. The desserts were, were, were pretty good. I liked the zebra dome. Um, it had a strong, I thought it had a, like a really strong chocolate cocoa, um, coffee flavor to me. Um, I liked the texture of it. The other couple of desserts I had just paled in comparison to it. Nothing, nothing huge that I would have gone back for the zebra dome. I would have gone back for, um, but other than that, just yeah, lackluster all around. So I actually liked the meal uh, quite a bit. I thought that for a buffet, I'm not a big buffet fan in general, but what I expect out of a buffet is that there's enough variety where I can say, okay, that's good. I don't expect great. I just expect a variety of good things. I thought the chicken was really good. I thought the, uh, and it didn't need anything on it. The ribs were very good. Um, the the uh, strip loin was really good with the sauce. Um, and like Pete was saying, a lot of things did need sauce to make it good, but that was part of the flair here. That's part of what you're, you're doing. Like this is an African inspired restaurant. And so, yeah, I wanted like, okay, I could get strip loin anywhere. So, yeah, that's what made it something special. Um, Even with the sides, like I loved the pasta salad. It was like a curry pasta salad. Um, I really liked that. Um, They had coleslaw, which seemed to be cold coleslaw. Um, But even that was great. So obviously a lot of things. There were several Tunisian-style dishes that I thought were very good. And um, the uh, the salmon for me was probably... It was like nut salmon. So many of you have a nut allergy, so you probably can't eat that. But it was very, very good. Um, I liked it. I do... I did feel differently. Uh, a lot of people at the table liked the desserts. I didn't think any of the desserts were super standouts. Like, I thought they were okay. Um, I did actually like the... There was a passion fruit uh, item that it was, it was good, but there's nothing at this restaurant that I would pay to order off a menu. So I think that's the thing. Like it works here, but it would not work at any other restaurant based on this. This is my first time having dinner here. Um, because I would not specifically go out of my way to get the nut salmon with the pasta salad, with the passion fruit, side and the soups and all that um anywhere else like i would california grill or whatever so i think if you're going to spend fifty dollars per person it's better spent in Gico, which i don't think is reopened yet it's not reopened right yeah um so Gico's not reopened yet but i'd wait on it Sanaa is a much better option in my opinion um for the money so i think there's a lot of options um the buffet style didn't bother me i i didn't I didn't even think about it, actually, whenever I came in. I don't know if it's a Florida thing or if it's just 
we're two years deep at this point. So I just was like, okay, like this is where we're at now. So, um, but yeah, that didn't bug me either, but I don't know. There's better places you can spend your money than, than here. My feelings on BOMA were definitely mixed. I wasn't aggressively disliking it. And I also, I wouldn't say that I loved it. There were a lot of items I did love though. And I'll stick with that. Uh, as Sean mentioned, the nut salmon, it would kill my wife in a second, but I thought it was really delicious. Uh, there was a lot of nuts on it, though. So, like, by if you take a big piece by the end of it, you are going to feel like you overdid it. And uh, with me, I made it even worse because then I paired that with, it was a uh, peanut rice with then, like, soy and ginger. Uh, and I can't remember everything that was on it. I probably got the soy and ginger wrong even with it, but... Yeah, it was a lot of peanut all at once, but I thought it was really tasty together. And uh, the rest of the meats didn't really blow me away. I didn't love the ribs. I didn't love the chicken. With the sauces, it made it better, but it wasn't the greatest thing I've ever had. I thought the lamb curry was absolutely incredible. That was probably my favorite thing. Unless I said that about the salmon, then I take it back. I don't remember what I'm saying anymore. I'm kind of in a, uh, a meat sweat situation right now. So I'm kind of dealing with that. And yeah, on the dessert front or the dessert backside, since that's when I ate all my desserts, I thought the best dessert was the banana bread pudding with the vanilla sauce. That was perfect. I like this bread pudding even better than uh, the Polynesian, the bread pudding that you get at Ohana. I, I also love zebra domes and it's nice having as many as you want here at Boma rather than just a pack of four getting it at the Mara. So yeah, go crazy on zebra domes here. Uh, the hazelnut brownie was an excellent dessert. The little coffee tart was good. Overall, I think if you just take little bits and pieces throughout the night, you can kind of figure out what your favorites are and just stick with that. Uh, and you know what, if you don't like something, feel free to just push it away. They will take it off your table very quickly. And yeah, the only problem we had in terms of like food for the night, really for me was just, uh, it was very difficult uh, with some items I wanted. There was a little bit of a wait because we came at a busy time. But overall, you know, I'll come back to Boma again. I would rather have Boma breakfast, I think. But yeah, I'm, I'm, not, I'm not disappointed with tonight. I've had better. I've had worse. And so there you have it uh, with my annual pass discount. Uh, this meal came at $222 with a tip. Um, my personal opinion, not worth it. I won't be back here for a while. It's been a while since I've been here. It'll be a while before I come back. So in full transparency with this, we were seated around 8.30. So by the time we got food and, you know, really, we took our time with dinner. I don't want to say we went like too long. We probably were eating for about an hour and 15 minutes or so. And then we started to record the review portion of all of this. So it was it was a little awkward in that I feel like we all were feeling kind of rushed with our statements to try to get out because there was maybe only like 10 tables in the restaurant left. And the server was kind of like hovering around the table as well, too. So it, 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 I don't think anyone held back anything they had to say, but it was just a weird position to be in. 
in terms of recording the review. And again, I can't speak for anyone else how they felt afterwards, but I thought about this one a little bit more after I was done. And I I feel like I was a little bit harsher on it because ultimately I left there full and I left there happy. And, you know, you can sit here day and night and argue, but just because you left full, is it worth the $55? And or $50, I think it was. And I, I, I don't, I don't think so. No, I feel like if I would have walked out of this buffet at like a $40 uh, charge that I'd be a lot happier, especially since you have to throw a tip on there as well. But I still had stuff I liked all the soups I tried, I tried multiple soups, and they were all really tasty. But I'm not going to eat enough soup to like truly fill me up. It's I would need a lot, you know. I'm not I'm not beating around the bush on this. I'm a I'm a hefty eater, so I would have needed a lot of soup. Usually, I like to make that a more meat forward meal, especially at buffets, because that will fill me up uh, relatively quickly. But I did not care for the chicken at all. I had one piece, and I just thought it was not well done, so I didn't go back for another piece. The strip loin, the parts that were actually, you know real meat and not just fat were okay they weren't seasoned well enough but it it was it wasn't it wasn't a travesty but it is a shame that you have to use sauce and i have to disagree with pete completely i thought the ribs were just a complete disaster uh multiple people (laughs) that we were eating with love the ribs but like i don't i don't know man are you going to the same barbecue places that I'm going to? Because this is not how ribs are supposed to be in my book. But, you know, everyone's everyone's allowed to have a different opinion on that. So ultimately, when the only meat that I was really eating was the salmon, it was a really hard to fill up just because there were so many nuts on it. And then a lot of the sides, you know, I had a little bit here and there, but something about, you know, eating rice or potato not potato salad you know pasta salad and, and like other filler things just it i don't know it was kind of a mess i wish i would have had more bread and hummus and such because that was delicious and i didn't talk about that at all but the problem with that was they didn't replace the bread for like 45 minutes that we were in there i don't know if they had to go to a bakery and get some i don't know what was happening but they only had pieces of like uh the flat bread that they had and uh, you know real thin and crispy and then they had a couple rolls in the back that like had clearly been there all night and were at the bottom of the the barrel but it just was like it was baffling to me like how are you not keeping this filled up we are still in the middle of dinner service and people would eat this if you had bread available with the hummus so that was good. That could have filled me up more, but I just I had to I had to eat that at the end of the meal. And that should have been the start of my meal. And desserts, yeah, I I packed on all the desserts. They were all tasty. So I was a little bit harsh on it, but it just again I needed I needed the meat portion to stick out a little bit more. And the rest of the sides were good. And like I know one person mentioned on the YouTube version, like, well, you didn't talk about Babodi. And yeah, I mean Babodi's Babodi at this point. I feel like I feel like 10 years ago, it was, it, it felt, it felt fresh and felt like, oh, this is something you go for. And, you know, I had a big scoop on my plate, but ultimately it's, uh, I guess I'm looking for something different in terms of, in terms of that buffet and, and what I want from Animal Kingdom Lodge restaurants. But again, this is all just me. I, I, I would still recommend people to go. And I think most people who want to try something out of the box, this is a nice stepping stone for it because it is a buffet. Ultimately, you know, the meats, I think a lot of people would 
actually like them. So you have something safe in there if you're a little bit more uh, scared of some of the the African flavors. But I, it's really, it's really not anything crazy. I mean, it's it's a just really well seasoned food when it's all said and done. Uh, it's not like it's not like you're eating something crazy it's not like you're eating like pig's eyes or something in the food it's just really well seasoned food so i would still recommend it ultimately at the end of the day but i'm done rambling i've now spoken way too long on boma i've spoken way too long on the show so i'm going to go ahead and wrap this one up and i just want to say thank you so much once again I'm going to be the most terrible individual in the world and say that I truly did not look at any of the reviews left on Apple Podcasts. So at this point in time, I'm going to start uh, sounding like I, I'm not a hypocrite, but I'm. it's hard for me to say, hey, leave a review because I'll give you a shout out on the show when I'm not following through on my promise. So I'll just say, if you want to leave a review, hopefully I get around to actually looking and so I can get those shout outs on the show. I, I probably should just pause it right now and, uh, and give the shout outs if there are any reviews. And if not, I'm going to be embarrassed. So actually, I'm going to do that. I'm going to pause for one moment. Well, no new reviews, so I am thoroughly embarrassed for pausing to check. That's what I get for not looking before. Could have just avoided all of this. But ultimately, make sure you subscribe to the Disney Dining Show wherever you listen to podcasts. And again, if it is through Apple Podcasts, please take a moment to leave a five-star rating or review if you actually enjoy the show. I, I know... It's a big ask, but the more that it gets reviewed and the more that it's uh, there's comments left for it, the more iTunes and Apple Podcasts, whatever they call it now, will actually push it out to the world. So more people will be able to find it and get helpful advice on food and dining when they visit Walt Disney World or Disneyland or wherever we give you food reviews from. So please, if you could take a moment, that would mean the world. And I will give you a shout out on the show. <laughs> When what I remember, of course. But if you want to support us even more beyond this, you can always, always, always book a trip through Dreams Unlimited Travel. Get a free no obligation quote at dreamsunlimitedtravel.com. And then the last thing I'll mention too is our Patreon, the Diz Unplugged on Patreon. We, uh, you know, this a lot of times with our Patreon, it was focused more towards video, but I've really been pushing to make it more audio centric as well. So, uh, it's it's a little bit varying with the tiers, but at this point now, the Patreon after show that we do every single Tuesday after after our Walt Disney World edition podcast, that is now available through our Patreon at all tiers. So you can listen to it at every single tier, regardless. You know, it's $3, I think, is the initial, initial donation point, and you can listen to all of those shows. Uh, you're able to import an RSS feed into your favorite podcast application if you want to listen that way, or we upload the audio directly to uh to patreon and you're able to listen in that way and then at the next tier up the five dollar tier you are able to get audio exclusive shows from myself rhino fiasco when he does them fiasco does a little bit more video where rhino and i do audio and then at the ten dollar tier Pete does a solo show about once a month, once every two weeks. He has become very consistent with it, where he wasn't for a while, but he's really making an effort to be consistent with it. And I know he has like three episodes recorded, ready to go at any given time right now. So uh, there's a lot of content coming forward with that. But the $10 tier, you get Pete's solo show that's audio only. So that's the only way you can listen to. So I wanted to mention it here just because you're listening to this audio chances are you might be interested in that as well too. No pressure. 
You can always get all of our podcasts available for free that we normally have the Walt Disney World edition, Universal show, this this show, <laughs> uh, Off the Rails, uh, the best of and worst of Walt Disney World is coming back, uh, Connecting with Walt, of course, our audio exclusive show that's available to everyone focusing on the history of Walt Disney, the Imagineers, and the theme parks. It's all there and available. So that's it for all of the plugs, and that's it for this week's episode. I hope you all have a great week, and we'll see you again real soon with another Disney Dining Show. Take care. Bye-bye. Stay hungry.